Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and today is Friday, July 8th, 2022. It's been a good day. Uh, got up a little bit later, been getting up a lot later than normal, which is kind of a bummer. Um, that's my bad, but I obviously need to get up earlier, and things have just been crazy recently, um, but I've been getting work done a little bit later into the night, so just kind of the way things have been recently, and so things have been good. I've been doing a little bit of research, and then much past that, it's been just standard run-of-the-mill stuff. I did get a little bit of work done on my business instead of in my business, so we can talk about that today and kind of some of the stuff I've been working on for that, and we can talk about some of the releases that we had yesterday. Um, there was a couple releases that I was eyeing up. One of them ended up going very well, so we can talk about that and uh, and kind of see how things are shaking out. So yesterday, I didn't have time to do a podcast, but we did have a couple releases. We had the Jordan 1 Mid uh, Gray. I don't know if there was a special colorway name for it, but it was basically, it looks a lot like the, uh, I forget what the name of it was, but it was like a, a gray Jordan 1 Mid that they released two or three years ago. Uh, the Shadow Gray, I think is what it was called. And it, that was a very well-performing shoe. It ended up doing really well. This shoe that released on Thursday looked very similar to that shoe. And just over time, uh, the shadow mids, uh, the shadow gray mids have appreciated very, very well. And so in the same sense, I'm thinking that these shoes could do decent over time. And again, these are going to be a longer hold for me. I'm trying to cut back how many shoes I'm going to be holding because I'm looking at this now and I've bought about six pairs in the last couple of weeks to hold. It doesn't necessarily even look like the best time to be holding shoes into the future, but I do think that one day I'll look back and say I was very happy I bought those and held on to them, and I think they will appreciate very well. So I hit two pairs of those. I think I got like a size 10, a size 13, I think was the sizes that I got, and then those were the the main releases that we had yesterday morning. Now, we did have one other release yesterday afternoon. It was a Loungefly uh, aerial sequin bag that released on Loungefly as a Loungefly exclusive. I ended up paying in GFNF for that and basically did a write-up for that where I was talking about what I thought the bag would do. And it ended up taking a longer time than I expected to sell out. I was expecting maybe, I don't know, five, 10 minutes to sell out. Ended up taking closer to about 10 hours to sell out. So it was definitely a very, very long term uh, or it was, I guess, in, in stock for a while. The good thing is, though, there's not that many listed on eBay, and I checked prices, and a few have sold for right around $150 to $170. So if you ended up buying that, you're going to do pretty decent on that, in my opinion, barring that they don't do some weird restock, barring that uh, a lot of bags don't flood the market. There's there's definitely opportunities for that to dip, um, but that was kind of where I was expecting prices to go. I was expecting them to be around $150 on the high end if it took longer to sell out. Um, and if it sold out immediately, as I was expecting somewhere around 200 bucks, um, it did not sell out very quickly. And so we saw right around that $150 price range. It's kind of where it's settling out at. So I was pretty happy about that. Uh, kind of felt like an idiot at first when it wasn't selling out. But, uh, you know, you stay the course on those sorts of things. And they usually end up playing out if you've done your research. And so that was really what we had yesterday. Today we had a Jordan 2 release. They did a Jordan 2 high and a Jordan 2 low both ugly in my opinion, um, both unprofitable, not really anything to be said about those, maybe $50 profit, but on a $250 shoe and you're listing it for 300 bucks, you're going to get 30-ish dollars taken out pretty much off the bat for fees on most platforms and then you got to figure in shipping costs. So, I mean, what are you going to make on that? $20 minus $10 shipping, you're going to make like 10 bucks. If you really need the money and you have $300 lying around and you wanted to kind of jump in on that, you can. 
But even at that, it really didn't look like that good of a release. It really kind of looked like a, a crappy release. So overall, wasn't that excited about that. Didn't go for those. And that was really all we had today. Tomorrow we have a Dunk Low coming out. It's a it's called the Lisa Leslie. I don't really know how profitable it is. I don't believe it'll be super profitable. Um, but I haven't looked into it yet. I'll probably look into it either tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, and really, that's all that we have. We don't really have a ton of great releases coming up. I've seen some Jordan 1s be teased and, and stuff like that, but there hasn't been any that have like really caught my eye. And so uh, the only other really big releases that we have that I can see for the summer, I believe we have Travis Scott 1 lows coming out. They're like mocha lows, so those should do phenomenal. Anything Travis Scott that is a classic shoe, a Jordan 1, uh, an Air Force, like any of those sorts of things, those will do well. Um, the, the ones that they did recently with the Air Max, uh, I don't even know what it was. It was like a, it was like an, it, I don't even think it was an Air Max. I think it was like the, uh, whatever that shoe was that Bo Jackson wore. Those shoes aren't doing very well. I have two pairs of them. They're super easy to hit. They're mass produced and they're just kind of trash. I'm probably going to return them, honestly. And so those ones, not good. But if he does a Jordan 1 high, Jordan 1 low, a mid, an Air Force, like any of the really classic staple shoes that Nike uh, and sneakerheads like to wear, that w- those would be good shoes to buy and, and flip. So that's what I'm going to be paying attention to. And then obviously at the beginning of August, we have Yeezy Day. That's usually when it hits. I think we're expecting somewhere around August 1st, August 2nd, or both days. So that should be interesting if they have it this year, which they should. Uh, I'll be pumped. I'll be running. Probably that'll be like one of the last botting things that I do for a long time is trying to bot that. Then I'll end up cleaning up some of my expenses for the months and probably clearing out a lot of my, like I have a server that I use. I have proxies that I use. Probably going to get rid of those. Um, I'm just not using them as much anymore. It is still valuable. I think botting is still a way to make money, not nearly as lucrative as it was two years ago. And so if that kind of comes back into swing and there's obviously it's it's still legal and all that kind of stuff, then I'll do it. Um, but if things change, either you know somebody tries to get Grinch Bots Act passed or it just becomes a more profitable endeavor because the economy kind of flips and starts going upwards, then hey, I'd love to jump back into it. I have that skill set. It's not uh, something that I couldn't break back out and use and and flip some stuff on eBay again. So overall, excited about uh, kind of what the next few months will hold, but not that bullish for me on botting, at least in the next couple of months. I still have some bots and stuff that I'll be able to use if I need to, but overall, probably going to take a break from that and focus really heavily on learning Amazon because the more you know, the more you can make. And it's very much a, I don't know, it's very much a... uh, a a function of how much you put into the business and then how much you want to learn and how much you're working on it uh just a whole bunch of stuff there so anyway that was really what i did today that was really the bulk of the releases for this week bulk of the stuff that we'll be looking forward to next week and the weeks after there's some other dunks we can touch on those tomorrow or sunday on what's coming out for uh the week of july 11th but for the most part that's the the big stuff that's catching my eye now um, we have the other thing I did today was I worked on my business, not necessarily in my business, which is good and bad. Uh, it's always good to work on your business, so I'm not saying that was bad, but I, I don't think I got enough work done in my business today, which is kind of a, a bummer. But I did go through, I had to clean out my garage last night. There's just so many boxes that I haven't broken down yet. And if you order a lot of stuff online, you get a lot of boxes, you have to like cut them up and store them in a special way, or you're just gonna have a room full of boxes. And so, yes, I probably do over tape stuff because essentially I'm getting boxes in that are already taped up and formed. I cut the tape, 
and fold the boxes, break them down, and then I store them that way. It saves space, but now I have to retape them whenever I want to ship them out. So if you have boatloads of space, uh, by all means, leave the boxes unbroken. If you're me and you don't have much space, you're working in a corner of the garage, uh, you kind of have to make do with what you got. And so I break them down and I spend a, a good portion of time, maybe like an hour or so, just breaking them down, cleaning up the garage, getting things set up. Uh, I got probably 50 to 60 boxes that I need to recycle. So I, I don't know. I, we'll see if they even do anything with them, honestly, because there's I could just throw them away, but I kind of feel weird. I mean, it's a massive stack of cardboard. So probably going to try and recycle those just to, to feel good about it. But um, I'll get rid of those. And then uh, much past that, that's really what I've been working on yesterday. And then today I did a lot of working on my business for uh, stuff that I need my VA to do, which like this morning, I sent an email to my CPA. I got a sales tax license. So that way I can be sales tax, uh, like, uh, exempt for different things that I purchased for resale. So that's good. There's a little bit more responsibility that comes with that. So if you're thinking about that, definitely consult a CPA or uh, a tax professional about that and kind of get the, the inside scoop as to what you'll need and what kind of goes along with that. Cause it'll be a little bit more work for me, not much, but a little bit more at least where I am. And so I got that all squared away. The information came in, I forwarded it to my CPA. That'll all be good. And then I also created a guide for my virtual assistant. I was up late last night. I just wanted to get my bookkeeping done. I hate waking up on Fridays and doing the bookkeeping. And so it was past midnight. So all of the transactions had kind of been like through for the day. And the way I do it is Fridays, I take all the transactions from the previous week. So Thursday back to the previous Friday and I have my VA log those. It does slow down a little bit some of my processes because all of the transactions from Friday to the next Thursday are missing for that next week. But what it does is it makes sure that every transaction that I have is recorded. So if I go back the day, like if, if I try to do it Friday and I said, hey, I want you to record everything for Friday and I kind of wrote that day off, there's still stuff that I could have purchased throughout the day on Friday that would get uh, that would not be recorded. And so I kind of go a day back and make sure that all the stuff is recorded uh, for the previous couple of uh, or the previous week. So that's what I was doing today. I did that last night at like 12 in the morning. And so got that done, went to bed, woke up and then wrote a small procedure for my virtual assistant to follow because it is going to be a little bit different the way she's doing it now. I have two separate, like you can call them like sheets or spreadsheets or an air table. They're called bases, but basically one's going to be for eBay, Mercari, Poshmark, StockX, Goat, everything that's reseller that is not necessarily Amazon is going to be there. And then everything Amazon is going to be in a different sheet, except for like my one-offs, like books and stuff like that. I'll still probably keep those in the original like eBay sheet just because I have all the Amazon functionality in there. All that inventory from all my books is already in there. I'm going to keep the uh, the new Amazon sheet for replens only stuff. Still all under one business and all that kind of stuff, but it's just easier to kind of separate them in front of me and say, okay, here's, here's Amazon replenishables and then here's like all my... Uh, I don't know, like reseller one-off type of stuff here. And and so it's good to kind of keep those, at least in my opinion, separate just so I can see the numbers better, see where I'm strong in some categories from eBay business, and then mainly see where I'm strong in categories from Amazon business, kind of keep those separate. So once I did that, I had to kind of explain to my VA what I was doing. And so I made a small guide for her and hopefully that should help her out as well. And so that's what I've been doing for, I did that this morning, didn't take too long, probably took like a half hour, 45 minutes. And then I was just plugging away on some different stuff. Um, I ended up having to get a couple things done around the house that I've just been putting off for a while. And then uh, most of the stuff other than that was just doing some research 
and cleaning up a little bit more. I had to take some stuff up, put it in my storage area. I had to ship something out. And then mainly today I've been doing a little bit of research as to what other stuff is out there to learn because I, I want to I wanna gain as much knowledge on Amazon as I can. And a lot of the, the stuff, like I've said multiple times, I want to be basically like an expert on what I can know about Amazon by the end of summer. And that's going to take a ton of learning. I'm way farther ahead. If you had asked me a month ago to explain stuff about Amazon to you, I'd have been extremely confused and I feel way better about it now, but I'm still not obviously understanding the sales side of it because I'm not making as many sales as I'd like to be making. And so, I mean, if you're going to be an expert in something, you have to you have to understand everything about it. So I do need to ramp my sales up a little bit. A lot of that just seems because I'm not finding stuff as easily. So if I want to be an expert, I don't need to find more replens and more inventory that I can flip. And that's what I'll be working on is just trying to flip that stuff. And so uh, I'll be doing research probably today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week, uh, research every day and, and just trying to crush things in the evenings as to more stuff I can learn, more business tactics I can employ, maybe even start reaching out to some people on Facebook that are in some of the groups that I'm in and ask them what's been working for them. Uh, because there's just, there's so much information out there. And really, in all retrospect, you can't cram it into three months. It's completely impossible but you can get as good as you want to be or as good as you uh, you can get a lot better if you're trying to learn it all in three months than you would if you were trying to take it slow. And so trying to ramp it up as quickly as I can, it's going to be a lot of work, but that is what I have been working on in the past couple of days. So really much past that, Amazon's been slow today. Um, I think that's because a lot of my stuff is in transit. So when you send stuff into them, you have to realize it's a process. You send it in and it probably gets there in about two to, to five days, right? And so... I estimate about a week for it to arrive at their warehouse and then they have to unpack it. Then they have to repack it and put it into different boxes because oftentimes it goes to a new fulfillment center. So you got to realize Amazon's a very complex business. They have their main warehouses that are located all around the country and then they ship stuff to where it needs to go to sell. And so oftentimes they'll take your stuff, unpack it out of your box. It'll be in its poly bags or its individual boxes and all that kind of good stuff. And then they'll put it into new boxes that then get put on new trucks that then go to the fulfillment centers that they estimate that the inventory will be needed in the soonest. And that way, or, or however they do it, I don't know if that's exactly what they do. That's probably what they do, but they put it in wherever they think they need it to go. And then hopefully it sells faster there and, and all that kind of stuff. So, or maybe wherever they just don't have inventory at that moment. So that kind of creates a longer process for us because now instead of it taking me a week to just have it in the warehouse it gets in, um, it takes maybe a couple of weeks for it to actually be at the final destination place before it sells to the customer. And so a lot of that inventory that I sent in two weeks ago still isn't live. And so it should be live hopefully in the next couple of days. It should all be live. Some of it goes on uh, on Amazon available for sale before it gets to the warehouses and it says, hey, this will have a longer estimated handling time or a longer estimated shipping time. Uh, it's available for order, but it's back order. That's just because it hasn't landed in its final warehouse yet. And so once it lands, Amazon will say, okay, grab that skew and throw it in a truck and then send it again to the customer and hopefully they don't return it. And so that's kind of why it can take a while. So you really do need to have shipments going out every week, if not twice a week. And so uh, most people do like a, a weekly shipment. Mine is buy or tri-weekly at this point, so that's not good. And that's partly why my sales aren't up. If I had consistently had inventory hitting the Amazon warehouses every week, week in, week out, I would have a constant flow of inventory. I'd have a constant flow of sales. I'd have a constant flow of cash flow. And obviously that's better than not. 
the issue is I don't have enough data to kind of see which items I need to be sending in. So it's it's like a catch-22 where I don't want to just send in a bunch of items that aren't selling. Uh, I do want to get consistent sales, but I don't want to send in a bunch of duds and spend you know hundreds if not thousands of dollars on stuff that is not going to sell or not be very profitable or even be unprofitable for me. And so trying to do a lot of tests, trying to test as many items as I can. I'm very comfortable testing items. I am being a little bit more restrictive as to what I choose because I am getting a little bit more of a palette as to what to choose to sell on Amazon. Some keep graphs that would have looked good to me at the beginning now don't look so good to me because I'm realizing, hey, that's an item that looks like it's uh, able to be price tanked pretty hard. Um, but you know, it's just kind of trying to figure out as to what works best for you and for and me in my case, what works best for me and my business and how I'm going to be able to scale this. And so I've been putting a lot of effort into trying to find new items. Um, there's a ton out there. There's infinite amounts of brands and items and things that you can flip. Uh, it just depends on if you're ungated in those brands on Amazon. I'm very fortunate enough to have had an Amazon account for about three years now, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, unrecommendedly didn't uh, utilize it to its fullest potential. But at the same time, it's been on there for a while where they know that I'm a, at least not like some scam artist. And so I do get ungated for a lot of brands that I don't think I would if I was a brand new account, but I don't get ungated for a lot of like the major, major brands like Nike, Adidas, those sorts of things I'm not getting ungated for. I've seen people that have gotten ungated for them without having to submit an invoice, but that's not going to be me. So there's different things. I mean, there are some big brands that I've gotten ungated for, and I don't think Tide is one of them, but like something like that, right? Where you're like, okay, this is a very common household brand. And, um, and I did get ungated for it just because Amazon trusts me enough to sell it. Um, but you do have to kind of factor that in and figure that some of the mainstream brands, they may not, once you're selling their brand on Amazon, you may not be approved and you may have to submit some sort of invoicing and stuff like that. And plus you got to check and see if there's IP complaints and IP claims that can be made against those brands because a lot of brands they don't understand how to reach out to customers or they don't care and so they'll just say hey amazon we have an issue this person's not using uh, our intellectual property properly and uh they get you in trouble and amazon can end up suspending you for stuff like that so there's a whole lot of checks and balances here it's not an easy system i'm slowly but surely kind of putting the the right systems in place that once i can kind of narrow down to what I'm looking for exactly. And I, I'm kind of getting there, but I'm still not there yet. It'll be kind of like rocket fuel for my business because I do have the systems in place uh, to be able to source the items in a way that I can like log them. I can track all the inventory. I can track all the sales. I have all of that ready to roll. The only thing I need now is a better packing and prepping system. And I'm kind of working on that in this quarter of the year is trying to get a prepping packing area really like worked out for Amazon really honed in and have a very efficient area to pack and prep boxes for Amazon once that's done the main the, the main bottleneck will be how fast shipments get unpacked in Amazon but mainly even before that it'll be how fast can I find new inventory to send into Amazon and if I find ones that are good to send in and they sell very quickly how how fast can I replenish those items? And so that's kind of where I'm at right now is just trying to get the the sourcing part down. It's the most important part, but also, um, you know, I feel like once I kind of have that really down pat, there aren't a lot of things that will hold me back from doing very well on Amazon. Uh, just kind of a work through process, and it's very weird. I've been listening to uh, Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'd highly recommend the podcast. It's very good. Um, but every person on there says the same thing. They're like, I found out about replenishables or replens and it's taking me a while. And it's, it took me a long time to kind of get my head wrapped around it. And it's something where I didn't necessarily think it was going to work for sometimes because it felt like I wasn't finding anything, but I just stuck with it and I stuck with it. And eventually it all kind of clicked for me. And so 
I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of that where I'm not necessarily so green that I have no idea what I'm looking for, but I'm also not where I want to be with, uh, you know, I can basically see products on the shelves and it's, uh, I, my mind puts together almost like a, a puzzle of, oh, this product and this product and this product can make a good bundle or this product in a multi-pack looks like it would do well. I, I don't have that yet and I know that people do and that's kind of how the brain works. It adapts and, and kind of makes pattern matching uh, very, very like it's made for pattern matching really and so that's what we do as humans we try to find patterns and things that look alike and so if you're kind of training yourself to be able to find replenishables in multi-packs and bundles and things that look like that your brain will naturally have things that are on the shelves jump out at you and the reason i'm saying this is because i know it works because i've done this uh for ebay and so where i left my job last summer and obviously i had a skill set of finding things on you know target and walmart a little bit but a lot of that was kind of spoon-fed to me by a cook group or by different Discord groups and stuff like that. Where, no offense to any of the the to any of the people in GFNF, they're a great group. But if for some reason they like said, "Hey, you're, we're kicking you out," you know, and I hope they never do because obviously, like that wouldn't be fun. Um, I do like a lot of the people in there, but let's just say either my Discord got deleted or they they said, "Hey, we want to throw you out" or whatever. Just you know, whatever. I could still do very well because I do know how to source all the items uh, that I sell. I know how to find them. I'm pretty good at that. Um, I could build more systems out to where they're not providing me information, but I could find uh, either another group that could provide me information. But even if I needed to do it all myself and I was banned for like from Discord uh, for life or whatever, I could still figure out a way to source the items because I spent probably about two or three months really honing in my skills as to how to look on Target, how to look at Walmart, and how to find items that look similar to the stuff that I flipped before and then how to find those items and flip them again. And, uh, you know, there's new brands, there's old brands that have the same kind of items that come out, like, almost, uh, you know, seasonally, or even they come out um, in, like, some sort of pattern where you can see, okay, you know, once every couple of months this brand releases this type of item and it sells well. Those sorts of things I've gotten really good at identifying, at least for especially Target. Like, that's my favorite store to look at because they have some really cool products in there. And so if I needed to do that full-time, I could. Um, but... I want to be able to do that for Amazon as well because I do think that there's a little bit of a larger pie to take from with Amazon um, whenever you're kind of looking at where you can sell. And I also think that it's a little bit more scalable with our FBA model where you're mainly packing boxes. You're not shipping out every order unless you want to do FBM, which is fulfilled by merchant where you're shipping every individual order. Um, I just think that there's a lot of, of opportunity with that. And so that's something that I'll be looking into. Obviously, I've been talking about it a lot on this podcast, but it is what I'll be working for. And I do believe that like the same way I was able to train my brain where if I walk into a Target, a Walmart, uh, any of these stores right now, and you take me to the toy section or you take me to uh, the candle section, like something weird, right? Like something like abnormal, I can kind of have a way of, of picking out different items and say, okay, I think that this item uh, could potentially do well and, and filtering out the bad ones relatively quickly. Or you take me into a thrift store, or you take me to a garage sale and I have a way that I look for items. Granted, I'll miss some items sometimes, but I have a much quicker way of identifying just based on the way that I look at items now. And it's nothing that I do like, you know, uh, consciously. It's almost intuitively at this point. And so in the same way, I want to be able to do that for Amazon. And so in the same way I've done that for eBay, same way I've done that for being able to go into a Target, a Walmart, a thrift store, a garage sale, that's the same thing that will happen on Amazon. It just takes some time. It takes some training. And that's why I've been trying to cram in so much sourcing, so much uh, information into my head right now because I'm trying to speed up that process as much as I can. And that's what I did last year. That's what I'm going to do this year. Um, I don't hope that it's always a yearly thing that I'm trying to 
completely learn a new uh, like a new way to sell. I would like to be able to roll with something for a little bit of time, get some consistency, build it up. But I do see a bigger opportunity with what I'm doing now than what I was doing last year because it is more scalable and it is more sustainable as a business. And so I, it's just worth it to kind of you know take a step back and say, screw it, I'm going to learn this again. Uh, I'm going to go through a new, completely new platform, a completely new way of selling and kind of learn that because I do see a little bit better of an opportunity than I did on eBay. And granted, I love eBay. I love flipping on there. I love selling random one-offs on eBay. It's just not as scalable as it is on Amazon if you're selling replenishables or a wholesale model or even private label. Uh, the last two being a little bit more difficult, actually a lot more difficult. Replens being like the gateway uh, item or way of selling into those other two, wholesale and private label. Replenishables kind of uh, meshes those together and gives you a good taste of what it's like to sell on Amazon and also make a scalable model of how to sell. So anyway, that's what I'll be working on in the next coming weeks. I've talked about it a lot. I'll talk about it more. Um, but that's what I was doing today is trying to get that set up, trying to get some stuff ready for my VA, and then hopefully uh, learning a little bit more about what to source, what to sell, and all that kind of good stuff. So anyway, with that being said, you guys have a great weekend, and I will catch you uh, later with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you.